This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. Amen. Good morning and praise the Lord. Let's try again. Amen. Good morning and praise the Lord. Our God is able. Is he not? And I want to give him praise. Let me just share something very quickly with you before I come to my sermon. That's the problem. You know, Pastor Mark, as I stood over there, thoughts of yesterday uh, meeting came to my mind. And I was thinking of um, the matter of uh, King, King Saul and uh, Samuel. And so King Saul, Samuel comes and says to Saul, what's it I'm hearing, blah, blah, blah. And then Saul begins to give his, uh, you call him excuse, and um, he, he began to reply. And then Saul, Samuel, I must be careful that my Saul and my Samuel, and I said to him, the prophet said to him, quiet! <laughs> In public, the spiritual leader turns to the secular leader and says, quiet! And some of us need to be told, Quiet! Or else, some version says, enough. Stop it! But you know something? I've been reading books on preaching. They said, before you can preach to people, you must first love them. And the thing is this, the voice that said quiet was the same voice to which God said, how long will you keep on praying for this fellow? Do you get what I'm saying? No, you don't. Here was a man who was bold enough to look at the king and say, quiet. But there was, in that heart, there was such a deep hurt. A deep hurt of a father who had seen the son go astray. It hurt, it hurt Samuel badly. And so he kept on praying. He kept on praying until God said, wait, wait, wait. I've told you to stop praying. I hope you got the import of what I'm saying to you. And for those of us who preach, for those of us who proclaim to have advice for people, except your heart can ache for them, except your heart can, can intercede for them until God says, stop. That's the message over there. God says to Saul, how long? You know the funny thing? The same Samuel who says stop. Now, going to the time, Samuel became afraid of Saul because he wanted to kill him. The king had gone mad. That clock is not moving. Oh, is it because of, oh, thank you. I'll buy you a Christmas present. Praise the Lord. And so that's, 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 that's what it is. I, tried, I hope that somebody's got something from this. Those of us who preach, those of us who go about telling people what to say, hey, until you or heart can ache for anybody, don't tell them to be quiet. But some of us need to be too quiet. There are too many voices. You say, there goes Abraham Saki again. Yes, my friend, there goes Abraham Saki again. Quiet! Enough! The other thing I want to say, which is maybe part of the sermon, is this morning, as I, I was looking for things. I was just going to the house, picking one tools to bring to, we've got this work to be done. You know, Jesus Christ said, if you don't gather with me, you scatter. You say, where are you reading from? Matthew 12 and 30. Whoever is not with me is against me. 
and whoever does not gather with me scatters. So my question to you this fine morning, try it in my very posh Bermondsey accent, and Pops, thank you very much for phoning to check up on me. Pops phoned to check up on me. None of you phoned to check up on me. You know there were some murders in Bermondsey. He said, oh, your beloved Bermondsey, something's happened over there. After we finished speaking, Pops, I remember that the person who did the murders didn't come from Bermondsey. He came from, uh, from Lewisham. Pastor Lokode, where, where, where do you live again? Where is he? Where is Pastor Lokode? I can hear the I can I can hear the voice, but I can't see the person because you are hiding. He knows. He comes from that part. There's no bad person in Bermondsey. Impossible. No one likes us, and we don't care. Never mind. That was a bad, bad joke. But uh, Jesus said, "You are a gatherer or a scatterer." Some of you think that we come here to play games. Listen, you can have your opinion all you want. You can call any name all you want. But the master says, if you do not gather, you scatter. He's, he doesn't believe in being non-aligned. I told last time that God doesn't believe in, no, I'm not, Switzerland was non-aligned. No, you are either gathering or you are scattering. Let me ask you, as we go from in-person meeting, are you going to be a gatherer or a scatterer? And the scatterers are those who are rumor mongers. And as I say, rumor exaggerates. That's a Greek mythology. Rumor is supposed to be a person, and rumor exaggerates. Oh, there were 20 people. When rumor picks up, there were 2,000 people. Before you know, the next person, we magnify it. So you ask yourself, as we start this morning, ties that bind, the things that hold us together. Am I a gatherer? Am I a scatterer? And some people, when somebody comes to you, hey, have you heard? Hey, have you Hey! Is it good news? No, I don't want to hear. I am a gatherer, not a scatterer. We spoke of the owner and the hireling. Now we've got the gatherer and the scatterer. And there's one that says, quiet. Quiet. So our subject is the ties that bind, the things that hold us together. Actually, after uh, we come up with this, I thought to myself, the things, each of the things that hold us together, it sounds like it's almost automatic. If you have a good Loctite, one of these bonds, and then you put it, you put your finger, try it, if you, try, try, if you don't believe me, try, put your fingers on it, hold it for two seconds, say your fingers, those are the things that hold you together. Except, of course, it's uh, defective. It's been there for a long time. You bought it from a dodgy, a dodgy shop or something. I said, should it be the thing that should hold us together? And then somebody said, actually, somebody preached, the things that we allow to hold us together. Does that make a difference to somebody? The things that we allow. God spoke to us in prophecy this morning as we prayed. And one of the things I'm going to miss, apart from uh, the lovely faces of some of them and some of them who uh, caused me trouble, but but I'm saying it in the, good, in the best sense of the word. The prophetic word, God said, allow the things that, you know, when you read scripture, God never forces anything on anybody. And the only thing that you and I will have no, 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 well, I say, one of the things that you and I will have no, nothing to say about in the finality of things is whether you go to heaven or to hell. Because a job would have been done down here already. For some of us, it's a revelation. 
you cannot resit the exam when the examiner says pens down. And some of you know that. Anyway, so let's come to my sermon notes. Let's go to slide two. This is part one of a series on the things that bind, the things that hold us together. I will take two bits of it. Pastor Baku will take two bits. I think there's a third bit at the end of it. So I speak today, next week and the week after, offline, not offline, sorry, online. What's wrong with me? Okay, I was going to say out of person, but we don't want out of person over here. Pastor Baku will pick the two and then we'll see how it goes. So let me tell you the basis of what I'm going to say to you this morning. Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. You got me notes, please. Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Bearing with one another. As for me, I don't take nonsense. And yet the Bible says, bear. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Or the bind that peace brings. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. What a powerful piece of scripture on this subject of ties that bind. We will explain the terms as we go along. So my introduction. We live in what I'll call a throwaway society, a throwaway world, a throwaway culture. This has permeated every area of human existence, and the church is no exception. When you talk to environmentalists, they blame everything. Well, not everything, but you know, the plastics all over the place. A throwaway culture. From zero hour con hours contracts. I'm going to employ you, but you have no contract. When I want to get rid of you, au revoir. And there you go. You have no rights to easier divorces. What they call it now, uh, no fault. <laughs> no fault. I don't want you anymore. What has he done? No, I don't want you anymore. What has he done? I don't want, no fault. Hey, okay, you go away. Come on. Loyalty is not rewarded by employers, and so staff find no need to be loyal. You know, loyalty does not pay the bill, you know. Societal values have changed beyond recognition, and yet some other word of God has not changed, and anyone who believes and lives the word of God is seen as the person with a problem. Say, so look at you. They tell you the century in which we are living. And yet the world is changing or becoming a jungle, a very hostile place to live in. Sometimes, well, we live in what we call a dog eat dog society. Dog eat dog. And even in church, we play dog eat dog. In church, am I exaggerating? Me thinks not. When we are in, in, in more need of one another, there seems to be a lot more that divides us every time. Talk of political correctness. Talk of this and talk of that. There are things worse that I, I cannot even say because someone will say that is racist against the black. And just in case you don't know, I am black. Yeah. This message is preached to Christians. Those who profess Jesus as Lord and Savior and hopefully are living in his 
are, are living by his unfiltered word. I've told you about filleting. You know about filleting when you take the bones off a fish and everything. The Bible has been filleted beyond recognition. And they tell you that they are Bible-believing Christians. Ties that bind, explain. Ties that bind are not things that hold us in bondage. The very fact that things that bind, oh, but we're going to bind them, we're going to hold No, 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 no. Ties that bind, on the contrary, ties that bind are the relationships. Notice what I, this is, this is my understanding. And you are, you have every, at liberty to disagree with me. Actually, this whole subject of ties that bind, it, it, it brings a whole heap of things. But you and I are not going to quarrel about it. I'm allowed to have my opinion. I was speaking to somebody yesterday who was telling me about the, the Greek way of doing things and the, uh, the Roman way of doing things. Just because I express an opposing view to what you said doesn't mean that I'm putting you down. No. And some, I don't know which of the Greek, Greek culture or the Roman culture. You know, oh, never mind. Let me, let me go on. Yeah? So the things that are supposed to hold us together, things that are supposed, they, they, are, they are there for our welfare, for your welfare and for my welfare. Don't worry about that, child. Please don't worry about that. I, I like the sound. Just live it. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that about blessed be he the ties. That song was sung when a minister in a village, poor village, poor wages, because the congregation were not paying their tithe. Well, they didn't, have, they, they didn't have anything to pay. But he got a job in the city and he was about to leave. He was about to leave. He had got a good job and he had packed his stuff and everything. The wagon was there, but they used wagons and them. Um, the congregation stood there and they were crying their hearts out. They were weeping. Our pastor is going. And so he looks at them, he turns to his wife and says, how can we leave these people? But we need to go and get better money. He said, I'm not going anymore. He unpacked his stuff and he stayed. And out of it came this song, blessed be the ties that bind our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds. Note the word kindred minds. Kindred spirit, kindred minds. Our hopes, our fears are one. When our hopes and fears are different, we have a problem. I hope you're not saying there's Abraham sermonizing. No, my friend. This whole thing comes from deep within. And we've said to ourselves, when you and I go, I'm not able to have in-person service. Listen, the dynamics that obtained in the pandemic are different. In the pandemic, you and I were captive audience. You couldn't go anywhere. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't go. Now, you can go whatever you want to do. do, do. So, what are the dynamics that are going to come into effect from tomorrow? Next week when we are not able to be here, all things being equal. So we talk of ties that bind. Listen to this. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds. Because you're mine, I walk the line. Because you're mine, I walk the line. Johnny Cash sang, because you're mine, I will walk the line. He sang that to his wife, June Carter. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy Cash, Johnny Cash, not Jimmy, Johnny Cash was a, was a country singer. And he wasn't a man you want to mess about with. He was big, he was rough. He became a Christian. But he says, I go about all the place singing. I've got a wife at home. And because of that, I allow those ties to bind. He says, because you are mine, I will walk the line. What does it mean to walk the line? Let me read to you. Go to slide seven, I believe. It's a term taken from prison, where you see the prisoners and their markings on the ground, 
and the warden is standing there, and you've got to keep, if you stray from there, you're going to be in trouble. That's what, to walk the line. As you and I will, willing to walk the line. We want, some of us want a, 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 a lawless society. I do as I please, and no one tells me what to do. When you are in prison, and you don't do what the prisoner tells you, you know exactly what you're going to get. They're going to do what is legal and what is illegal, and they will sort you out. Ties that bind. So some questions for you, my brother, my friend. What is it that makes one person to commit themselves to another person, organization, or cause? What is it that makes me to commit myself to you? What is it, my friend? Conversely, what is it that will make people to turn their backs on others? Whoa, when somebody turns their back on you. I was something I was going to check. David said, we had sweet fellowship together. We had sweet fellowship. Now he's turned on me. And not just turning, but viciously. And once you're dead. And David couldn't understand. Brothers, sisters, friends. I'm not going to say countrymen, lend me your ears. No. What is it that makes one person turn their back on somebody? After all these years. And they turn their back. And they are gone. The child picks his stuff and he's gone. I will stop there lest, lest, lest I offend somebody. You know the song, How Deep Is Your Love? Who wrote it? Actually, it was played yesterday when the car. How deep is your, how deep is your love? Listen, no, I was going to say, when you go home, ask your spouse, hey, honey, how deep is your love? I mean, it's a love. And they think that this woman is not taking a medication. Yeah? And don't ask me when the service is finished. Yeah? I beg you. Is yours a bacon? What you offer, offer, is it a bacon on an egg? You know the story between the bacon? I don't have that. But the bacon, if, if, you, if you want to have a bacon, the pig must die. An egg, you just lay it enough. For some of us give a bacon, some of us give an egg, and some of us give nothing. We are stingy. What happened to, till death has to part? Don't forget our subject. Ties that bind. What is it that should what is that we should allow to hold us together? What are the legitimate things of God that we should find as compelling, notice, compelling reasons to carry out promises, intentions, relationships, or vows? I have given my word. I cannot turn against it. Back in the day, it is, my word is my bond. The British used to say that, my word is my bond. Oh, let me just say, Pastor Victor is not here. When I went to legalese, Pastor Victor's not here. He's in um, Edgeware. He's the um, relational apostle. So he's gone with uh, cha -cha 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 -cha. Big John, Elder Faradoye, and he's gone with uh, Reverend Ajibola. They've gone to help them in there. So that's why he's not here. He's not gone AWOL. Yeah? So what, what are the compelling reasons? Let me ask you to you go home. The sermon, read it, and see. We're not here to play games, man. This is serious business. We come from the position that God says, Your people, we have responsibility for you. So when we are not here, how are you faring? How are you going to fare? You say, Well, we are big enough. I know that. Go and tell God that. But God gave us a job to do. 
than you would allow us to do. What are the lions, the sirens? I don't know whether it's siren or sirens. Whenever I pronounce this word, my mind goes back to one day, one day I, I, I preached over here, and when we're going home, I turned to my, to my twins, I said, what do you think of the sermon? And my lovely Juliana, a lovely Ghanaian girl, gave me the answer. Gave me the answer. I turned to James. <laughs> Another lovely Ghanaian boy. No. I turned to James. Oh, Dad, I wasn't, I, was, I wasn't listening. My mind was elsewhere. He said to me. The following morning, they were going to school. He was standing by the, by the, by the fridge. And he said, Dad, by the way, and actually, if it now, I don't know whether it's siren or siren. I don't know what I He said, but, but Dad, it was it is siren or siren. Not siren. I said, I thought you said you didn't hear. Oh, I heard that one. <laughs> it's amazing how our children, how people will choose to hear the wrong things that people say. You stand and preach, you say 99 good things, somebody will pick on the one that you said. It's not even the one, the 1. 000, 000, 000, 000, and they're going to make a problem with it. You laugh. But it's painful. Very painful. Oh, you are now mobile. Yeah. It means God have mercy on us, yeah? What are the lions, the sirens, the dazzling sights that destroy relationships and cause some to make shipwreck of their faith? There are things that destroy relationships. I wish that I wasn't confined to this place. But you and I know. You know what things you said to destroy a relationship. Hm, that one. And you finished him. You've, I forget the person. Ties that bind. The things that you and I allow to hold us together. Think of memories. Think of memories. And memories are not bought in the shop. We make memories. Is somebody really talking while I'm speaking? In the words of Pastor Kane, I can remember Pastor Kane ages ago, he was standing shaking. Am I a puppet? Am I a puppet? I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Of course, he was very angry. Very funny. Please don't talk, yeah? I beg you. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like asking somebody, are you saved? I was speaking to one of our pastors. Actually, I was speaking to Pastor Beckett. Doesn't mind. A few people have said it. Sometimes you see the behavior and say, are you really saved? Are you really saved? Or else back in the days, are you soundly, soundly saved? Let me move on. I'm on slide 10. I read to you from Ephesians 4. And uh, just drill it down. It says, one body. Or the one, 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 what more do you need? One body, one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. The things that we should allow to hold us together. And some people say, no, no, we will do our own thing. And God never forced himself on anybody. The things that we should allow to hold us together. Doesn't matter what I've said to you, you think. <laughs> the gamma will say, Remember a time long past. My sins of today, my shortcomings of today should not cause all the good that has happened to be negated. The ties that bind the things that should hold us together. 
Sometimes, I say, I spoke of memories, places. My mind goes back, back in the early, early, early 80s, maybe mid 80s, 84, 83, 84, thereabouts, so that's early 80s, where my place of refuge was Kennington, coming to church. That was my place of refuge. I still have those memories here. Memories are made of these. I trust that you are paying heed to what I'm saying to you, or what God is saying to you by his spirit or through my mouth. Ties that bind, Adam's declaration. Genesis 2, 23 to 25, or to 24 actually. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. One flesh. Things that bind. Adam made a declaration. Can you imagine Adam coming up, choking his, his, his rubbish? Because perhaps Eve had cooked and didn't like the food. We don't get any good food in this house anymore. Hang on a second. Yesterday was good. The day before was good. The day before was good. Some, somebody close to me said, a woman, no, I should be careful. A man doesn't get it once, once. I say, I don't get any service in this house anymore. Because of the ones that happened, come on, don't be silly. Adam could have said Adam, Adam could have said that. And then Eve would say, hey, Adam, Adam honey, or Adam love, or sweetie pie. Do you remember when you made a declaration? This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. We are one. The things that bind us together or the things that we allow to. Notice, don't miss the word we allow because I can choose to disallow. Forget about it. A prayer, a plea, a cry of the lost. I played this morning. My soul is lost, so lonely and so cold. Just like a lamb that has strayed from the fold. Across a barren waste of sin I roam. O oh, gentle shepherd, hear my cry and lead me home. The hours go by on frightened wings of flight. When I read this word, on frightened wings of flight, I think of a child who has left home. I think of somebody who has left home and they are all over the place. They cannot come home because when they come home, they're going to be met with the insults of mother or father or somebody like that. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Oh, hang on, but that's his, his home. So he did something wrong. I don't want you here. Why don't you want him here? Because your friends will know that you are not as quickly clean as you claim to be. You are not a godless woman who... For whom, uh, when, when, you, when, when you say, mm, God answers. God, all of them must stop. And because of that, you're with the child home. And the child is out there, lost, so lonely. The hours go by on frightening wings of flight while wolves of hell are waiting for the night. Hi-ya! The wolves of hell are waiting for that child to pounce on that child. Abraham Saki, stop being melodramatic. No, my friend, the situation is real. To claim the soul that wandered from the fold. The word is, it wandered from the fold. The things that bind. Please, let me beg you in the name of God, don't wander from the fold. There are wolves out there. There are challenges out there. There are people who want not just your money, but they want your soul. To claim the soul that wandered from the fold. Oh, gentle shepherd, hear my cry and save my soul. Oh, gentle shepherd, hear my lonely cry. And in thy cool green pastures, let me lie. Beside the still clear waters, lead thou me, O gentle shepherd, say forever more with thee. Jim Reeves sang, sang that. He didn't write, but he sings that. 
for you young person, for you old person, doesn't matter, I'm not talking to young, I'm talking to every single one of us. Let's allow ourselves to be held together by, by love, love's strong cord. I haven't entered into doctrine. I'm just talking about commonalities. You know, sometimes things happen, and they say, you wouldn't even do that to an animal. Dare I say it? Yes, you see what's done to the blacks in place. If an animal, that happened to an animal, there will be a widespread, uh, the world will go into, oh, it's black. Let our common humanity bind us together. Oh, but you're not human. And therein, therein lies the problem. Ties are bind. We're going to finish in a second. Ties are bind us to Christ and to each other in legitimate relationships. Note the word legitimate relationships are needed in the really difficult times. When all is hazy, fuzzy, blurry, or dark, look and hold on to the tie that binds. They will be the anchors that hold us firm in the storms of life and fasten us to the rock which cannot move. From ties that bind, we derive mutual benefit and God is glorified. They're, fa they're, they're familiar. Not the familiarity that ble bleeds, contempt or breeze, contempt. Not that one, but the familiar. You, get, you come home and your door is open and this is home. Oh, I love home. I'm welcome home. May you, my dear friend, find a home. A home. May you find a home. Don't roam about. Don't roam about. Find a home. As the also says, brethren, fellowship with us. Hallelujah. Pastor Buck, would you please come? Hallelujah. Ties that bind. He would explain to us what we're going to do because my time is up. Just feel free, whichever way you like. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. It is fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior. Let's stand together. Oh, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. It is fastened to the rock which cannot move. had it said a couple of times that this is the last Sunday before this place is refurbished. And in our world there is a tendency to drift in moments of transition. There is a tendency to separate. There is a tendency to lose focus. There is a tendency to disconnect. The risks are there. But we have an anchor. Hallelujah. We have an anchor that keeps the soul.
None shall be lost. None shall be perished. And so I'm going to make a, a declaration over us. As we were preparing to come in as leaders, God spoke to us prophetically. And this is the essence of the prophecy. He said, there is a journey ahead. I know the journey. I designed the journey. There will be challenges and obstacles ahead. But God says, follow me. Trust, put your trust in me, and I will lead you safely through. And so you're going to say, Lord, I will follow you. I will trust in you. I will follow you. I will trust in you. And you will lead me safely through. You're not a man that you should lie. Or the son of man that you should repent. Have you said, will you not do it? Have you spoken? And will you not make it good? And this is the pilgrim psalm, Psalm 84. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Whose heart is set on a pilgrimage. Lord, as your people pass through the valley of Baca, they will make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They will go from strength to strength until each one appears before God in Zion. Lord, as your people pass through the valley of Baca, they will make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They will go from strength to strength. All nation center, you will go from strength to strength. Until each one of you appears before the Lord in this refurbished building. In the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 26 to 29. There is no one like the God of Jeshua. Who rides across the heavens to help you. On the clouds in his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath is the everlasting hands. He will drive out your enemies before you saying, destroy them. So all nations, Kennington, will live in safety. You will dwell secure in the land. You will dwell secure in the land where the heavens drops you. Blessed are you. Who is like you, O people saved by the Lord? He is your shield and your helper. And this morning I was led to send out a tweet. Psalm 90 and verse 17 in the various versions, not just the words. And I want to read that over us as we go from this place, as we transition. Psalm 90 and verse 17. May the favor, the beauty, the kindness, the sweetness, the brightness, the graciousness, the pleasantness, of God be upon us. Establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. The Lord will establish the work of your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Saki of the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyus Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917 Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org The All Nation Centre Reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways 